Are you already recording? I am recording. You are recording. Yes. Where have I been? What is going on? Welcome to Just These Guys. You know Lance is over there coming out from under the sheet. I am Lance. <laughs> and I am Mike. And we are Just These Guys, you know. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I'm rocking the... I'm rocking the schmock today. Rocking, <laughs> rocking the schmock. Yeah, you, you've been making fun of my hair, so <laughs> thought I'd channel my inner Daughtry here. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> my my inner my inner Luke Skywalker. I thought it was your inner Sanhedrin, pharisaical. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, we're, there you go. We're going alternative today. All right. It's all about perspective. It truly is, isn't it? Chapter on perspective today. Gotcha. Mm. So if you've made it this far, you're you're doing well. I know we keep talking about the four fundamentals, and they will start next week. Mm -hmm. We will start hitting the four fundamentals, but there's been some important groundwork that's needed to be laid so that when we start digging into the four fundamentals, you know exactly why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And if you haven't had an opportunity to get the book yet, get the book. Amazon. Yep. 12-2, How to Transform Your Mind. Yep. Follow right along. Somebody told me the other day that had they not read the book and had they not seen what's in it, Mm -hmm. they would have thought the title was rather arrogant. Sure. That, you know, you're going to tell people how to Mm -hmm. actually transform their mind. Right. (laughs) but i get it yeah it is it is transformative sure and again it's not mine it's not me i'm you know if you're what what do you always say in church that if you're stealing from me you're stealing twice yep at least i'm i'm quoting somebody else yeah come straight out of paul's writings himself all all of it romans 12 2 and yeah even the gospels And, and as we go through the chapters on the four fundamentals will bring in the scripture that 2,000, 3,000 years ago, the Bible already told us what psychology figured out. Yep. <laughs> you know, last year. Sure. Yep. 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Yeah. We're reinventing the wheel here, repackaging things, presenting it as new, when in reality, yeah. these techniques, this wisdom has been around. It's as old as time. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the the original plan was not to start this podcast to go through the book. No. This is just a part of what we have decided to do. And for me personally, I'm all in on this because it has brought for me a real sense of peace in a lot of circumstances, a lot of different scenarios where I could have either been frustrated or I could have been a uh, just a basket case trying to figure out how to control the situation or how to get someone to do something that they should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's really, truly, it's kind of, I guess this could be a little bit of a setup here, but this, it really, truly is about helping you to have a healthier perspective. Sure. Yeah. And so well, and the reason it works. The reason um, I felt it was important to walk through the book the way we're doing it 
One is you're going to be introducing the class to the book, so right. we don't have to have a second class <laughs> to go over the book. They can just listen to the podcast and yep. and get a better understanding of what each chapter is saying. Right. But uh, secondly, we talk so much in our podcast about these fundamentals and laugh at each other and poke fun at each other. And our, our aha moments are usually when we catch ourselves violating a certain fundamental. Yeah. And the audience is not with us. Yep, <laughs> they right. don't know what fundamental number one is. And that last night you were actually, you know, proving me wrong about fundamental number one, that you could actually control another person. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if I could actually disprove the, this is actually fundamental number one. So last night, we've got a thing going on right now in our house that is... Uh, it's consistent every single time we have company, and that is, I call it, and I know I can't sing it, but I call it, welcome to the grand illusion. We're having company, <laughs> and so everything in our house is getting cleaned. Everything <laughs> in our yard is getting fixed up, and so Don had asked me to paint the, um, the pots out in front of the house, three big planters. She wanted me to paint them, and I said, when exactly do you want me to do this? And I don't know why I ever asked that question. <laughs> the answer is before I even get it, the, uh, in her mind, it's before I even get it out of my mouth, get going. And so she left and I went out and bought paint and I came home because I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to disprove this whole thing. I'm going to control how she thinks, how she feels. So I painted them. She came home. She was super happy. Then, this morning, I go walking in. I'm already up, ready to rock and roll. She's still sound asleep in bed. And I said, Donnie. She loves it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you, you jumped a little bit. She loves it when I do that. Oh. And she also loves it when I then just go silent. I detect a little sarcasm <laughs> in your voice. Say anything, yep. And she goes. Her first response is, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> and then the next response is, "What?" <laughs> and I said, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was going to be mad. Now, it's it's the perspective is we think that we control them, but the reality is. We don't. We don't. We and, don't. And next week, we're really going to dig into that. And, yeah. And you'll better understand what he's talking about. But you knew from past experience how she responds to certain things. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing the things you think will make her happy. So she's happy you're doing the things you think will make her mad. Right. So she gets mad. And, you know, if she were wanting to change that whole dynamic, she has the power to change all of that. Yeah, she could kick me right out. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> she could study fundamental number one and two and, yeah. and learn how to change how she feels and responds to you when you do those things. But yeah. what people don't realize, and again, when we get to next week, what you were doing is called manipulation. Because you're studying mm -hmm. her and you're trying to figure out which keys to turn to unlock which emotions and behavior. And then you're performing a certain behavior looking over there, right. seeing if it's successful. If you, 
and 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 it's an ugly word, but in truth, yeah, we we might look at it as manipulation. Sure, a, a politer word, and in church you do this, and in working with people uh, in counseling you do this, but influence mm-hmm. can't make them. But if you say the right thing at the right moment, make the right face, do the right thing, bring in the right story, yeah. listen at a certain moment, talk at another moment, you might be able to influence them. Hmm. So I like that word better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just an influencer. <laughs> That's all I am. Just an influencer. So just to recap real quick today, we've, we've gone through the first uh, three chapters, and I fully acknowledge that there's a bit of muddlesome. Yeah as we talked about them, but the, the chapters are short because they're, they're very specific individual concepts. And this is not a book you read, you know, from cover to cover sitting in one night. It, it will do you no good. Sure. The idea behind it is kind of like a merit badge book or a workbook. You read one chapter, set it down, meditate on those concepts for a bit, and then go to the next chapter. If you don't understand the first chapter, don't go to the second chapter because each chapter then builds on each other. You bet. Yep. So in the first chapter, the introduction, just kind of bringing home the point that if we change our perspective of things, we can change how we experience things. And I believe um, that in a large degree, that is what Jesus was trying to teach us. There's a new mm. way. There's a new way of thinking. There's a new way of being. You bet. Whereas the old way was the law, the new way is love. And many of his parables, when they would challenge him with something, he would essentially say, well, look at it this way. Who is your neighbor? Well, look at it this way. It yeah. says, honor thy mother and father. Well, look at it this way. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's offering up a new way of thinking. And when we change how we think, we change our experience, and we change how we experience the Bible. We change how we experience our relationship with God. Mm. Is he that punisher in the air throwing lightning bolts down at you every time you make a mistake, or is he that loving father standing there waiting for you to come running home, and he runs to you to greet you and throws a party with the fatty calf? How do you see him? You can change how you see him. Yeah. So that's why the prodigal story is my favorite. Because that just completely shifted for me my perspective on who God is. One thing to consider what he was willing to do, uh, you know, coming here in flesh, but then to hear Jesus talk about who the Father is uh, himself. Right. It's just incredible. And I love, I, I probably teach on that one too much, but to me, it's the gospel. No, you're, you are right. And I, I think uh, if people can get that story, that it's not even about the prodigal son. Mm-mm. I mean, we are the prodigal son, but the story is about... The prodigal father. The extravagant love of the father. Yes. Well, let's get some perspective. Well, cognitive restructuring was chapter two, and that's where we talked about changing not what you think about but changing how you think about it and that's the restructuring part we can actually tweak the computer program in our brain to see things differently we can restructure our mm-hmm. mind and because we have cognitive distortions yes 
we have distorted views or perspectives of the world is that's why the the restructuring is necessary right when i'm learning all these terms right right now many of us um see things in a way that is a distortion so by distortion what i mean is we're looking at things in a way that cause us grief Mm. we're looking at things in a way that cause us to give away control to other people we are distorting our reality and we're unaware of it well and and it's how we think is a distortion of our reality so our experiences are distorted and then our behaviors will follow and they'll be distorted gotcha and then the last chapter intro to four fundamentals that we reviewed um just introduced the concept that these cognitive distortions there's i've i focus on four of them and I focus on four of them as the foundation for all our thought processes, that everything we do throughout our day, whether it's at work and our relationships and our driving, we are doing these advanced elements of life, but our foundational thinking, if it is distorted, then our advanced elements of life are going to be distorted. Hmm. And, and so... Like Joe Montana said, to, to handle the advanced stuff, focus on the fundamental stuff. And every professional athlete always harps on that. You bet. Yep. So that does on the foundation. bring us today to perspective. Cool. Have you heard this term before? I have. <laughs> All right, Mike, what's a perspective? <laughs> it is a view... From wherever you are. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> we'll, we'll see why. Okay. But the way um, our mind works, for right now, if you don't pick that up yet, but mm-hmm. uh, for the audience, he's, he has a cross from him, a spotlight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you're blinded now. <laughs> didn't hadn't looked into it before that. <laughs> <laughs> now you see spots. <laughs> what do you see, I have Mike? A new perspective. <laughs> it's spotty. But if you look in the direction of the spotlight, you're seeing white light. Yep. Right. White light. Yep. Now, pick up those glasses, put them on, and look not at the light, but in the direction. And now the light appears. Yellow. Hmm. Very yellow. So this the the glasses I've given you. How did you do that? How did you make that light turn yellow? It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> um and for the listener, we forgot to mention this at the beginning. There is a cheat code for success. Mm. Make life very simple, very easy. There's a cheat code for that. I love cheat codes. And I'm gonna give it to you at the end of the podcast. Mm. So mm. stick through the next 30 minutes or so, and you will get a cheat code for how to make life successful and happy. But back to the glasses. Yes. So with the glasses on, mm-hmm. the light appears. Yellow, yep. Now take them off. We're going to be doing this a bit. Light appears. White. Put them back on. Light appears. Yellow. Now test question. What changed that caused your mental experience of the light to go from white to yellow? The lenses 
It's pretty simple. The, the sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> the yellow tint in the lenses. Okay. So, the glasses <laughs> right. have a tinting. Yes. The glasses caused your experience of the light to go from white to yellow. Yep. Really important question here. Did the light bulb change? It did not. But your experience of the light changed. It really did. Because it's you're pointing and we're on, we're on a podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> People can't hear you point. Because the glasses changed. Because of the visual filter yes. you chose filter. to view the light through. Yeah. And, and isn't that how we buy sunglasses? Sure. We go to the store and we stand there. Do I look good in these? Yeah. See, we, we look, do I look good? And when we look around the store to see how the store looks now, mm -hmm. is this the filter that I want to be driving around with? You bet. And sometimes when we're driving, we may go through a couple of pairs of sunglasses because we're trying to create a visual experience for ourselves of our reality. There you go. Reality is not changing, but our experience changes as we change the filters mm -hmm. that we're viewing reality through. Do you hear a parallel coming here? Mm -hmm. We have mental filters, yep, mental filters right. that operate much the same way. Wow. And we load them into our mind. We just can't see them like sunglasses. Sure. So we have to listen or key words to tell us when we've changed our filter. Yeah. Now, again, this is stuff that people already know because when I asked you what a perspective is, you said it is a view of, and you're trying to be all academic and smart, but view, you said it's a view. Yeah. So say, for example, this block is an issue in life. Sure. Now, when... You look at that issue, you might say, you, know, you might be upset, and you would say, you know, that's how I see it. Sure. And I may disagree with you and say, well, look at it this way. Mm -hmm. And you'll say, no, 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 look at it this way. Right. So grab your it's an exercise for everybody. As we look at this block, Mike, what's your perspective on it? Well, it's either live or live. But we're going with live. My perspective of this is live. Live? Yeah. Live. Yeah. Hmm. And as you say that, you, you look serious and inspired. Mm-hmm. Well, my perspective is not live. Well, how could it be anything different? Well, it's believe. Not live. Well, where you get live at is believe. Well, I don't believe it. <laughs> no, it's not about <laughs> living. Live. Not about living. It's about believing. Mm. Don't you get it? Don't you see? Mm -mm. I see live. The way I see it, it's about believe. Well. Now, new issue. Mm -hmm. So when you look at this issue. That's love. Love. Oh, yeah. Love. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not about love. What are you talking about love? It's about praying. You got to pray. Well, not I don't love. know. How, I don't know where you get that. I don't know how you see that. Well, how are you seeing what you see? It just, what's wrong with you? It's as plain as day. 
So what we're showing here is that when you look at an issue, notice the language we're using. We look at it, how I view it, how I see it. We're not talking about eyeballs. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about our mental view, our mental perspective. Mm. Now, we think, right? We do, hopefully. And I'm struggling here. <laughs> <laughs> what if you could come to see mm. what I see? So that's called changing your perspective. You bet. And, and oftentimes in arguments or in life, we will endeavor to try to see the situation from the other person's perspective. And that can be pretty difficult. But what if I taught you how to change your own perspective so that maybe you see it this way, but if you step back for a second and come back, you can see it this way. And, and it doesn't have to, you know, somebody else doesn't have to be telling you what to see or what to look, but you have the power to change your perspective of the block to whatever you want to be viewing it as. That would change the world. And that is the cognitive restructuring. And so the way a cognitive behavioral psychologist kind of operates, we, we have a model that we think of the human condition in and that model then, or actually we have a theory about how the human condition works. And that theory then lets us build models of how to operate. And then that model leads to techniques to intervene. And so in the theory of cognitive behavioral psychology, we are comprised of three elements. Okay. Thoughts, behaviors, and feelings. And that is the totality of who you are. So how you think leads to what you do. How you mm -hmm. think leads to what you feel. <laughs> so if you wake up in the morning and you feel, <laughs> yeah. so you're thinking, I don't want to get up. And now you feel, Bleh. so <laughs> the behavior you may perform is, Bleh. hit the snooze, hit the snooze, roll over, several times, several times. Now, later, when you wake up and you realize, thought, that you're running late now, you may feel stressed. Yep, regret. And you think thoughts about yourself that lead to regret. Man, you should have got up. Why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. Now you're running late. What if you get to work and the boss gets mad at you? He might fire you. So... Now you're thinking into the future. Now you're judging yourself. So you feel bad, you're stressed, and your behavior, you might run out the door in a panic, <laughs> putting your shoes on as you go out the door, Yeah. jump in your truck, hurry to work. Yeah. Or you might go, you know what? I've, I've done screwed everything up. <laughs> yeah. Boss done told me, don't do it again. He, I did it again, so he's going to fire me, predicting the future. Right. How we think, what we do, lead to what we feel. And we... We see that all the time in that spiral downwards that people go through. Yeah. So there is proof and evidence of these techniques. You bet. Because if you're thinking a certain way, which leads to feeling a certain way, and if how you think and what you feel lead to what you do, 
why can't you change it for the good? Absolutely. So cognitive behavioral psychology, we focus on the thoughts and the behaviors because that's what we have direct control over. We, we don't have direct control over the emotions. Feel happy. Can't do it. But I can change how I think and I can change what I do. And when I take control of those two elements of the triangle, changing what I think, changing what I do will lead to a change in what I feel, a change in what I experience. Now, behavior change in and of itself, you know, is nice, but it's not very long lasting if the thoughts aren't supporting it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, we talk This controls it all. Bing, 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 right between the ears. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we had this example earlier, a year ago, if uh, Dawn, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but your doctor said, Mike, you need to stop eating gluten. Mm -hmm. Now, because Don said do it, you might do it. <laughs> That's fear. why I did it. Now, if you never changed how you thought about that. Sure. Man, I can't have gluten. I can't have all the stuff I want. The moment she goes out of town for a week, what might you do? Oh, I'm going on a gluten fest. Be eating bread and mm -hmm. cakes and cupcakes and brownies. Yeah. But on that note right there, and man, I've been selling the heck out of gluten-free life. <laughs> I need to, need to, caught myself. I want to get to a point to where I am as excited to talk to others about Jesus this is saying something right here. Maybe I should filter this <laughs> first. <laughs> but as I am right now, yeah, I got to really process this a long ways. But the the, the gluten-free uh, life, now I lost my train, train of thought, <laughs> uh, has just been one that I would have never, ever, ever guessed is actually as easy as it is. In my mind, I had it being a really, really difficult thing. I was going to miss so much. There's no way I'm going to be able to actually go out and have a meal with people and not be able to stick to it. There's no way I'm going to be able to. It'll just be expensive. We have to get a bunch of food that, that we don't normally get that's going to cost. It's so not the case. That's true. It's so not the case. There's so much good stuff out there. And here's the deal. This is what I was going to say. After doing this for Three weeks to a month, right around there. Sure. I really don't miss a lot of that stuff that I thought I couldn't live without. <laughs> and so that's a total change of, of perspective. That's a complete shift in changing how I think. And that's just an example of being able to control what you do control. And once you change how you thought about gluten. Yeah the exciting emotion followed sure as the behaviors and you see the you think about the results you think about what's happening so as you think differently you're now excited and feel happy you're emotionally motivated to do the behavior yep and so if don goes out of town for a week you're not going to relapse on gluten mm -mm. no because this is about you Right. This is about what you want, how you want life to be, what you enjoy, what the success. What else? <laughs> what else can I? Yeah. 
the excitement keeps that ball rolling. But if, if you're forced to do something, if you don't want to do something, you may do it under threat, but the moment the police are gone, sure, you're going back to speeding. Right. You're at work, you're working hard, but the moment the boss steps away, you're goofing off because you're not thinking in a way that supports the behavior. So that's why as cognitive behavioral psychologists, we really emphasize the cognitive part because changing how you think is the key, the linchpin. You bet. And yep. so that's what these first four chapters have been about is trying to lay this groundwork that we can change our perspective. When we change our perspective, we have new experiences. And there's four basic uh, thought processes to really dig in and work on changing and the way the format works is cognitive behavioral psychology. Changing what I think leads to what I do leads to what I feel. Now that last little part, changing what I think, what I do, what I feel. Have you heard that anywhere before? Seems like I've read it a few times. Paul said, mm -hmm. finally, my brethren, Whatever is lovely, in all situations, finally, my brethren, in all things, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is worthy, whatever is excellent, yep. think on these things. Mm -hmm. So, again, you have to study the scripture. You can't just read it. Sure. So he said, in all things, so driving, is that a thing? It's a thing. Is that one of the all things? It's one of the all things. When you're talking with your wife, is that a, one of the all things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In I'm all sorry, Don. things. Yeah. So he also said somewhere else, take captive every thought. You bet. Mm -hmm. So in all things, whatever is. So the whatever is, he's acknowledging there's many different things here. Mm-hmm. And in all situations, whatever is lovely, which by implication, there are things there that are not lovely. Sure. So whatever is lovely, whatever is noble. Yeah. And he says a lot of them, but whatever is worthy. And so, you know, there are many things we do that are not fun but maybe they're worthy. You bet. And so in all situations, look into it and pick out whatever's lovely or noble or worthy or excellent or praiseworthy. That's what you think about. Mm. Yeah, the, the big picture of this whole thing here um, is a reality, a different perspective uh, of a reality that is already there that we can control how we see it. Yeah. We can control how we think about it. We can control. And so instead of just walking around all day, every day, being negative, having negative thoughts controlling your mind, you can completely shift. You can be renewed. And that is available for everyone. Everyone. It's up to us. No, exactly right. You know, transform by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Transform. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world. Yeah. How the world thinks. There's a new way. Right. 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So learn to think differently, have a different perspective, see things differently. Paul said, whatever is lovely in all situations, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, think on these things. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul's also famous for saying, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. And so while he's alive and being persecuted and tortured, he's cool with it because he's living the life of Christ. Yeah. And if he were to die, <laughs> bonus. Yep. I get to be with Jesus. I have learned to be content in all situations. Good old Paul. So think positively. You bet. Do, so the scriptures, you know, whatever's lovely, noble, worthy, think on these things. Do what I have suggested or demonstrated. And the result is the God of peace shall be with you. Mm -hmm. How you think, what you do leads to your experience. Yep. Written down 2,000 years ago, Paul, cognitive behavioral psychology. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that we have missed it for all these years. Sure. And yeah. we're out here practicing it as if it's completely separate. Right. Yeah. Like there's no connection. Right. Yeah. Well, and so just imagine for, and I'm in the same boat, imagine how much additional good we, uh, we could experience as a Christ follower and the perspective that they have towards us, if we were to actually behave the way we should based on the way we're thinking, we're thinking properly. We're not doing this to control them. We're not doing this. We're doing this because we understand what we want and we want this for them. And so, yeah. Now, can I do a little therapy on you? Please. Because <laughs> earlier you got tripped up when you're so excited about gluten and then you ju juxtapose that with you thought, hey, mm. if I could be that excited about Jesus, mm -hmm. you are that excited about Jesus. I know you. I mean, you've lived 24-7. I know the, the sacrifices you have made. Nobody else sees. I know the sacrifices you have made to live a life for Jesus. But what trips you up and... When we go through the fundamentals again, you'll start to hear it again. But you worry what somebody else might think. Mm. You don't want to, you know, spoil the moment, or you don't want to seem like a, a, a nosy nanny. You don't want certain things. You worry what they might think. You worry about this. You don't want that, and then that starts to lock you down. So those thought processes then start changing how you feel about the situation. Mm which then changes what you will do. Yeah, the behavior. Yeah. Well, you're right. And it's very normal. Yeah. We we all, you know, we go to a dinner party. Well, I don't want to make a fool out of myself and I don't want to look weird. And so I'll just stand here and oh, I'll put my pinky out because that's what rich people do when they're at a dinner party, right? I'll just stand over here, drink my, and now everybody in the audience or the, the dinner party is looking around going, who's that weird guy over there with his pinky out? Yeah. <laughs> we end up doing what we fear doing. We sure. end up creating the experience we feared because we were operating in fear. Gotcha. The, the one person you like at a dinner party is the one guy who walks in and he just says hello to people and he walks around and he shakes your hand and it, you're like, I like that guy. 
Yeah. But he wasn't worried what you would think if he approached you and stuck his hand out and said hello. And so it's a different way of thinking that then causes us to feel differently and then causes us to do things. The reason why gluten feels like a different thing to you is there's no threat. Nobody's going to get mad at you for talking about gluten. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> After a while. Uh, well. Yeah, you, <laughs> no, but I hear you. I completely hear you. And I really wonder if for for me really deep down, it let's go back to that whole manipulation, that it may really be a shift in my mind of wanting to influence and not fearing manipulation. And so that's a perspective shift for me that, that may be a very healthy one where I know I can have a positive influence uh, without worrying about manipulating because the, the heart is right. The motivation is right. Bingo. Yeah. That, that's the, the key that unlocks everything. Even with the gluten thing, you choose your audience. Sure. You, know, you pull up to the yeah. red light and there's a guy sitting across from you. You don't lean out your window and yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gluten-free. I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the waitress. You know, there are many audiences where you, you just pass on the opportunity. Sure. But it's in your mind. Right. And the same thing with Jesus. Yep. It's in your mind 24-7. Right. It's just finding a way to view things, change your perspective so as to... When there's an opportunity that's presented, you feel comfortable taking advantage of it. When the opportunity is not present, you don't force the issue. Sure. You bet. Mm. Now, go ahead. Mm. You're, no, you're just... And don't allow guilt to, to come into the equation because you didn't say something. That's fundamental number two and fundamental number four. There you go. We yep. create the guilt because I should have said something and I shouldn't have let it go by. Should, right. Those are two of the fundamentals that create that guilt and shame and, and regret yep. about our past. It's, it's, it really becomes super simple once you get it, but it's hard to get it. I, I get that. And that's why we're going to give everybody the cheat code here in a minute. Got it. But when you are operating, when you're open, when your mind is kind of focusing on, you know, when you let the force, <laughs> holy cow, <laughs> when you live by the force, when you are constantly open hearted with, you know, want, when your perspective is singularly focused on you looking for whatever is good and loyal and, and noteworthy and, and excellent, when this is all your mind is you'll begin to see those opportunities and you'll feel when the moment is right. You will feel when let it go this time. And you know what that feeling might be? The Holy Spirit. Mm. If you're quiet, if you're still, if your mind is at peace, and there's a scripture you talk about, he doesn't want to, he, he can do many more miraculous things than we've seen, but he doesn't want to do it by pushing us around. That's right. He wants to do it by gently, quietly working within the spirit. And so when we can still our mind and get our perspective clean and focus solely on, you know, 
what we want, how we want things to be, what would be nice, what would be lovely. And if that is our perspective, then the Holy Spirit can guide us. It's and good. that's not even the cheat code. Mm-hmm. Cheat code, what is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Drum roll, please. Now, normally, I make people give me $1,000 before I hand them this bit of information because it'll change your life really well. IOU? You can give me an IOU. And everybody out there, if you just want to mail the check to Grace Point Church, 9035 West Central (laughs) Avenue, $1,000 to the church, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. And then you can actually go and use the cheat code I'm about to give you. But if you're not going to mail $1,000 to the church, don't use this cheat code. Don't do it. Don't. I'll show up at your house. Mm, well, that's <laughs> trouble in his robe. Consistency. Mm. That doesn't translate to any other parts of our lives. Consistency. Hmm. Consistency. Whatever you do if you do it consistently you will be successful i guarantee it yeah and and we have so many examples walking around us all day long how often do you brush your teeth usually well two times a day two times a day yep and how many cavities do you have every week how many times do you go into the dentist with a tooth falling out very rarely because consistent brushing you consistently brush your teeth Lossing. you don't have dental problems right sleep hygiene would be the same way if you get a consistent routine to your evening then you won't have sleep problems mm-hmm. it's when we're inconsistent with things that problems begin to arise or we fail working out oh, if yeah. i went to the gym one Saturday and worked out for three hours and that was it. Am I going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger? That has been my exact experience. (laughs) I worked out about three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't since. So that's the next thing I want. Well, and That's the shift. That's the next thing I want. Well, then great. Here's some advice for you, and the listeners can benefit from this. Don't go to the gym. Okay. Because that lifestyle is so different than your current lifestyle, mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's not in your mind. You can't see it. And so if you want to start working out, then make a two-degree shift in your day. Mm. Just one small thing that you will be able to do consistently every day. So, for example, maybe when you get home from work, go for a walk around the block. No big deal. Just three minutes. Sure. Go to the end of the cul-de-sac and come back. Just do it one time. And then you could say, I walked today. And the next day and the next day. It's three minutes. What do you got? The rest of the evening, five hours, Right. give me three minutes. Walk to the end of the block and back. After a week of that, go two blocks, five minutes. And each week, you expand that a little bit. Week two, as you're walking in the front door, stop and do 15 push-ups. 
So walk a block, stop and do 15 push-ups. You just worked out for today. Mm. Well, this episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness, where I pay a membership. And this is the... Once you are walking consistently and doing consistently 15 push-ups, and then maybe you add in a couple of sit-ups, now go to Anytime Fitness, Mm. walk for 15 minutes, grab a bench, do 15 reps of 100 pounds, and go home. 15 minutes, Mike. I'm on my journey back, Mr. Alexander. 15 minutes. And when you can do that, at any time fitness for 15 minutes for a week or two. Yep. Add some weight. Maybe add another machine in. 18 minutes. And you just little by little make a change that you can keep going consistently with. And as you do that, that new change that gets incorporated into your daily routine becomes part of your mind. And in a month or two, you're consistently going to the gym but when we make these huge lifestyle changes, it, they don't hold. Like, sure. They're, they're just too dramatic. That's not who we see ourselves as being. Yeah. And that's consistency. Working out consistently brings change. Diet. Yep. I'm dieting today. And if I don't diet every day for six weeks, there's no benefit. Sure. Yeah. Doing things. And this becomes really important to understand because when we get into the fundamentals next week, you're going to go, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And then walk out the door and violate it. Sure. Yeah. You're not going to change just by understanding what we have to say. You have to consistently work on it throughout the day, 20 to 30 times a day, catching yourself thinking in a way that's creating chaos, shifting it to the new way of thinking. And as you actively catch that throughout the day, then the new way of thinking starts to become part of your lifestyle. And now you're thinking in a new way. You're transforming. You bet. Yep. And, you know, so for anyone out there who thinks that you're just way too far gone for this to actually be able to benefit you or there's literally nothing that you need to change in the way you think. <laughs> so those are the two polar opposites. This is, it. we are all works in progress. We are all in this together. And when we talk about, you know, wanting to change our, our uh, perspective, we want to change the world around us, make a positive influence. Mm-hmm. This is it. I'm telling you, it starts with this. And so that's what's so exciting about it. Well, that, I think, wraps it up for today. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Can't wait for next week. Me too. Um, we're, we're building towards next week, and everybody's anticipating that, waiting for us to dive in. But we have to do it this way for you to get it. Right. And next week, when we start laying out the fundamentals, it'll sound simple, but you've got to practice them all day, every day. Consistently. And then when we add the second one, add it to the mix and then the third one now you're doing three of them until we get to number four which is the capstone for all of them and then you have four things to work on every single day and if you do it consistently i guarantee Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
you will see changes. Yeah, you will. You will. For me, it's been, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. I don't get it. Wait a minute. Dad, I got it. <laughs> that situation went differently. I'm experiencing that differently. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. <laughs> I'm starting to get it. And it, 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 that's the progression. Yeah. That's the, this is, it's so simple and yet so complex. It's, it's, it's on, it's like it's on this side of complex, but it's, it's, it really will change how you experience life. And that is the, this, the, mm, I don't know. I say the great thing, but then once it occurs, I also feel bad that nobody's told the person this before. Sure. But once somebody gets it, and I've seen this so many times, that they get it and they walk in and they're feeling good and they're calm and they're at peace and days are going well and they're making good decisions. And I'll point out, I said, you notice in that situation when that occurred, your first thought was, how you wanted to respond, what you thought. You weren't worried about what they were thinking. You weren't upset by because they didn't do such and such. And they're like, yeah, I, I see that now. And then they'll look at me and say, is it that simple? Right. <laughs> and yeah. that's when we make that fundamental shift, the advanced elements of life start to become much easier. You bet. So, Good stuff. Thank you, Mike, for this morning and you. for all your participation in the silly exercises. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to this little journey. I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys. See you next week. <laughs>